0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Karis Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Karis. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Working of miracles, or working miracles. Okay, working miracles. Working, let's all say working miracles. Working miracles. Oh, say it louder, please. Working miracles. Say it for the last time. Working miracles. In Acts chapter 2, verse 22, the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus Christ, God, Worked with him. God proved Himself in the life of our Savior Jesus Christ with signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, Acts of the two, verse twenty-two says that men of Israel hear this was Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you. Okay, how did God attest him? By by, so, a man, Jesus said, so Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a man with divine accreditation. And the divine accreditation is not the books he has. He Jesus didn't write any book. But more books have been written about him than anybody in the world. It does not mean books are not important. Please, I didn't say that. It's very important. You have to read books from servants of God. Now, but God attested him. God attested him. God endorsed him mm. by signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. So, if you tell me I'm this, I know this, I know this, I know this, and you what, show the evidence of what you know, we must see it in your life. The proofs, the proofs. Jesus said, "If you don't believe me for what I say, believe me for the proofs, the works." I'm telling you I'm from the Father. If you don't believe me, look at my works and let my works tell you in in the book of John chapter 10 and John chapter 5. He said, my works testify of me that I am from the Father. Sister, I believe God has called you. But it's about time. Prove it. Let the proofs, let the one who called you show are the proofs. Because God is a... Bible says that Jesus Christ, a man attested by God, Acts 2, 22 a man attested by God to you by miracles, signs, and wonders, which who God did through him, in your midst, as you yourself know, this is not a myth. It's obvious, it's evident. God did it through him. I see God doing something through somebody here. If you believe, you shall live in Amen. I said I see God doing things through somebody here. Because watch this. The truth, the truth of the matter is in John chapter five, verse seventeen. Jesus said, "The Father works; that's why I work." The father works, so I work. The father, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. So the reason why he works is because God works. And when you study the context of that statement, he's pointing to the miracles that he was doing. All right. So he did some miracles, and he told them that these miracles were happening because God is working. Actually, in the, I think the verse 21 points to the fact that he said, God, whoever God wants to raise, he raise. For the father raises the dead and gives life to them. Even so, the son gives life to him whom he will. So, God is raising the dead. That's why the son raises the dead. So, the son is uh, practically, he mimics the father. That's why he could tell them in John chapter 14, verse 9, that if you have seen me, you have seen the father. Okay, so the, 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 the son is a reflection of what the father is doing. Watch this. Does God still work? So then, you must also work. Because we are all mini-Christs or mini-Jesus. That's why we are, what's the meaning of a Christian? A Christian is someone who is Christ-like. And Christ-likeness is God-manifestation. People may doubt, oh, in your church, this thing, you're always talking about church. Let them keep talking and let prove it. The, see the, the proofs that your life will produce the healings that your life will produce the miracles that your life will produce sisters brothers and sisters it's about time we expect and believe God for supernatural manifestation in our ordinary lives in yes. 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 our ordinary life you see, you see Bible says that for the time is the time for the manifestation of the sons of God so Jesus Christ was doing miracles because God was just speaking a statement by his life. Yeah. And God is about to make a statement via your life. Yeah. It's not about pastor. I just like it. See, I love it when miracles and testimonies and breakthroughs are happening here, which is not just because I prayed, but it's because one of us prayed. I just like it. now God is a miracle-working God. He attested Jesus Christ by signs, wonders. Miracles. When God does miracles, it's just pointing as I said among the many things I said last week that we are not on our own. Yes. No, I'm not on my own. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on my... so the things that you see actually the Bible said God did it through Jesus. So it's mm-hmm. God who does it. He's the one who does it. Yes. But it doesn't see some people say, but babe, why doesn't just God just work miracles? God doesn't just work miracles, He works through people. So in, in this short time, I'm going to show you the kind of people he works through and how to make him work through you. See, if, if he's working through you, then you yourself, you know that you'll be sorted. Okay. There are people who are sent to go and give aid to people in other parts of the world who are in need. they go in jets. <laughs> they go in jets and live in posh hotels because they're going to give aid. to. So they don't live like there are people there because Maybe where they live, if they are in the UK, they may not live in a very com, uh, favorable condition. But when they are sent to go and give aid, hey, because they are representing someone more powerful than their own condition, they end up enjoying what the, the status, the status of the one who sent them. So if God works miracles through you, I'm telling you, your house will be a, a house of testimonies, miracles, breakthroughs on a constant basis. That is what I see happening to somebody in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall I receive? I receive. He is Emmanuel. In Acts chapter 14, verse 3, Bible talks about how he was working with them. Acts chapter 14 verse 3, it talks about how therefore they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. By their hands. So God was the one doing it. He had granted it to be done. He was bearing witness. And so it's a a sign that God is with someone. And God is with us in this house. And he's in control. You see, the God we mention here, the God we talk about, is a God. Is not a God who is just transcendent. Transcendent. He transcends. So he's living somewhere high and he doesn't have interest in what we do. No. He's not a, God, a transcendent God or transcendental God. He is an imminent God. God who is also inside us. He's with us. So he's beyond and yet within. God is a God who is beyond and yet within. He is a transcendent God, an imminent God. That is why his name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. So if God is with us, he, we will see by his works. We will see, you see, he will, he will show his signature in our midst. You will see his handiworks in our midst. When God is working here, you will notice that some things happen that can happen anyhow. That that can't happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. And so watch this. If you are working with God, the supernatural life is natural with you. Supernatural occurrences are natural with you. Why? Because God is working through you and God is with you. Shout amen. amen. So who can work miracles? We want to find out who can work miracles. I want to show you some things quickly. Mark sixteen. If you can't find Mark, just mark it in your Bible. <laughs> mark chapter sixteen, verse seventeen. I want us all to read it out loud because this is a very strong scripture. Let's go. Signs follow, follow who? Those who follow who? Those who so the miracles God does, it, the miracles that God does, does it through those. Who believe. believe? Ask someone, do you believe? He does it through. Jesus said it. He said, These signs follow. They follow. As you believe, they follow you. These signs will follow those who believe. And then begins to mention them in my name. They shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents You know, harm them. And when they drink deadly things, it shall not harm them. And when they lay, they shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 talks about um, the Holy Spirit is the one. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. For the profit of all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? So anyone at all can have the manifestation of the Spirit. Anyone. It doesn't say it's given to pastors. It doesn't say it's to Each one that is talking about each one of us Christians. All right? So I'm trying to point your attention to something for you to appreciate the fact that everyone who believes a Christian is, is authorized, is an authorized dealer of heaven. Every believer is an authorized dealer. If you go and buy the gadget from a company that is not an authorized dealer, you are not covered. The guarantee doesn't cover well because there are some companies, they only make sure that you buy from authorized dealers, authorized dealers. Man, watch this. When you are a believer, you are an authorized dealer of heaven. Heaven deals in what? Jesus said, My Father worketh, either to I work. So you represent heaven to do what heaven is doing. And when the heaven is working, heaven endorses you with signs, wonders, and miracles. Say, I'm a miracle worker. I'm a miracle worker. See, some people don't believe it. Say, I'm a miracle worker. I'm a miracle worker. Accredited, from above Accredited from above to work signs, wonders, wonders, wonders and, miracles. and miracles. I'm an authorized dealer. Amen. So, look at verse 11. Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, um, Thank you, Holy Spirit. We need you every day. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as He wills. Do you know what? I cannot say you can't work miracles or you won't work miracles. I cannot. No man can say, okay, you, 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 you are banned. You, you, you won't allow you to work miracles. No, because no one defines who works miracles. It's the Holy Spirit who determines, Bible said he himself works through all, works, distributing as he wills. So miracles are done based on the will of the Holy Spirit. So who works miracles? Those who believe. All right. Who works miracles? Those who. Who works miracles? Do I have a believer in the house? So who, who in this house can work a miracle? Who in this house can work a miracle? Oh say like you believe it. Who in this house can work a miracle? Look at someone and tell the person, I am a miracle worker because the Holy Spirit. Works through me. me. Get ready for a miracle now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are miracle workers because the Holy Spirit works through us. In in John chapter fourteen, I like this. John chapter fourteen, verse twelve. This is how our Lord Jesus Christ puts this. He said, I got slightly distracted by the first phrase. Most is when I'm reading Bible. These are the things that get my attention." That's not why we read. because We are going to read later works. That's where we are going. But the fact that he started that statement by saying most assuredly. Most assuredly. Is it because he knows that it's too difficult for some people to accept it? Yeah. And he said, listen, if I'm telling you, just take it. I'm, most assuredly, I can't lie to you. You've been coming to church. He cannot lie to me. He cannot. But he says most assuredly, this is not me. He said, I'm telling you. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that Jesus I do, he will do also. If you see me, say you anything he did, say you cannot, the only thing you can do, which he says did, is to die to save anybody. But when he said, the works that I do, he's talking about when he was alive, the things, the healings, everywhere he went, he was doing good, the mighty healer, he cleansed the leper, when the cripples, Acts chapter 10 verse 38 how, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing. So he said, the in about doing, you can also go about doing. If he went about doing, he says that the works. if you believe in me, then the works I do, because I went about doing, you can also went about doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. So he says, go, go back to the text. He says that he who believes in me, the works I do, assuredly assure I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works I do, that I do, will, uh, he will do also. And greater works than this, he will do because I go to my father. Greater works. Say greater works. Now this has been a bone of contention to a lot of believers because ah, I can't do the things that Jesus did, greater works. And in fact, in theological sex, I remember in Bible school, someone, there was this question. What did he mean by greater works? What did he mean by greater works? Greater works than the ones he did. So what did he, we have to find out what he did. And it's, I think it's just Straightforward. Because I said, the works I do. Yes. Alright, and you do greater. So you can't define what greater is till so you find out what, so what he did. Did, oh, right. did he heal the sick? Yes. He said, you shall, you shall do greater ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did he raise the dead? Yes. Then he said, you can do greater ones. Yeah. And someone said, okay, what is greater than raising the dead? <laughs> if he raised seven dead, you can raise ten. Amen. 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 Shout Amen. hallelujah. Some of you are thinking, oh Pastor, not me, me, I can't do that. You can. You say yes, we can. Yes, say yes, we can. Yes, we <laughs> <yes>, can. <sir. laughs> so who works miracles? Or who can work miracles? Yes. Yes. Please remember, God is the worker by works through us. Yes. All right. So God does it through us as its way. What's so now? The main question is, Pastor, alright, all right. You've said a lot. I understand. I can, I can do miracles. So why am I not doing miracles? <laughs> why? 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 I'm going, to, now I'm going to talk about how, how do you, or what to do to work miracles? What do you do so you can work miracles? It's very important. What do I do so miracles can, can happen through my, how oh God will work miracles through me? What do I do? How do I go about it? Five points. Number one. Number one, it's it's foundational. So we can't go without that. It's foundational. Jesus said it. The the, the text we read in John chapter 14 verse 12. What did he say? I want us all to read it from the screen. John chapter 14 verse 12. Are you ready? Are you ready? Shall we read it out loud? Let's go. Most assuredly, I say to you, I want you to read it louder, okay? Let's go. Most assuredly, say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works because I because I go to my Father. Now, watch this. He said, he who believes in me. All right. So, ooh. I said, who can work miracles? I said, the one who believes. That's what I was saying earlier. But here, Jesus is saying that he who believes. So, it's your believing. Your believing that qualifies you to work miracles or for God to work miracles through you. You can't do anything for God outside of your faith in him. Does that make that, that makes sense? Yeah. So, now, if you want to work miracles... Now, if you study the text very carefully, when Jesus said he, he, he who believes in me, or let's go back to Mark chapter 16, verse 17 when he says that these signs shall follow those who believe. Alright? Mark chapter 16, verse 17. What did he say? One more time. For the last time. And these signs shall those who how, does, how does that statement start? And End. It can tell you that should make you know that it's a continuation of what a conversation that was going on already. So let's backtrack slightly to find out the nature of the conversation, so that we don't take it out of context, make it a pretext. Okay, and uh, when you make when you take a text out of context and make it a pretext, you end up becoming a Protestant. So, let's go to verse 15, where it makes more sense. Verse 15, and he said to them, all right, so now, this is what he's talking about, all right, that's where the conversation is at, and he said to them, all right, there, uh, there was an event and they were having, a, but this is what he said to them, so we want to find out what he said this. and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel toward every creature, including Muslims, Hindus, Jews, Catholics, Pentecostals, Charismatics, preach to every creature. I mean, I go to church already. It doesn't matter. I said, it's just preach to you. Every creature. Go to the next verse. Verse 16. Did you see that? Now Let's read it out loud. Let's go. He who will be saved by he who does not believe. Now, you can tell the context of the belief. He's talking about he who believes will be saved. He who believes will be saved and he who does not believe will be condemned. He who believes will be saved. So now he's talking about believers. Alright. Then the next verse says that and these signs shall follow those who believe. Does that make sense? They says, and these signs shall follow those who believe. So he who believes and is saved these signs will follow them. So the believing, actually, is talking about believing unto salvation, being a Christian. The new birth. Yeah. You have to be a Christian for God to work through you. God doesn't work through people who are not Christians. <laughs> ah, they, I, I got you. I wanted to get your attention for that. Because, but but, but there are other people who do other things, uh, miracles. You see, the, Satan is a miracle worker too. There's a man called Simon the sorcerer. Mm. Bible says in Acts chapter 8. Look at, let's look at it quickly. Bible says at Acts chapter 8 verse 9 to 11. I just want to show you some things because we are, we are doing studies here. And when you have s- spiritual grounds for your confidence, it gives heaven the right to back you. Verse 9. Acts chapter 8 verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon. Who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is, is the great power of God. But the guy, he was doing strange things. So they believed him. All right, And they, they, they heeded him because he astonished them with his sorcery for a long time. So that he was good. All right, he was doing it, but he wasn't from God. Yeah. He wasn't from God. Now, let me, let me interject and say this. When the devil, so let's say you are sick and you go and, uh, for healing from a, a spiritual source besides the Holy Spirit, you can be healed. Hello, how many of you know that? You can be healed. But in, in Satan's kingdom, the Bible says that A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So, but what what happens is that it's the survival of the fetus. So, if a a demon makes you sick, it will take another demon in the higher rank to remove that sickness but give you his own. So, maybe you're having some headaches. They said they can't heal you. It's bothering you. And you go to a spiritual source outside of the Holy Spirit for healing, you can be healed of the headache. But you remove the headache and give you liver, liver problem in two years time or later. So you may think that, ah, but that's what I need. I've got it. But it, there's, that the devil does not give free lunch. So he will heal you, but then he replaces you with something bigger. And that means that you will need a bigger one. A bigger demon with bigger powers to remove that one. But if you remove it, he give it, so it doesn't get better. It keeps going worse, worse, and worse. It takes only the Holy Spirit to. The Bible said, He who the Son sets free is, is free. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 8, verse 36. He said, He who the Son sets free is free. So if Jesus sets you free, you are actually free. He it doesn't, it doesn't set you free with an ulterior motive, with something hidden. Small prints. No, there's no small print when it comes to the healing from God. It's no strength attached. You are free. And I'm telling you, somebody is being healed right now. Somebody is receiving a miracle free of child. So I believe. I believe. So in Matthew chapter 7 verse 22, Jesus said, you know what? In the last days, some people will come and say, Lord, 22 and verse 23, Matthew chapter 7, 22 and 23. Says that many, many, say many. Amen. Say many. Amen. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. Say wonders. wonders. But look at the next verse. And then I will declare to them. I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, King James, I prefer the King James in this verse. Give me the original King James. The lawlessness, it says that ye that work iniquity, iniquity, sinful, sinful people. And he says that, so there's the possibility that someone can do a miracle and does not really have the backing of heaven. So if you do a miracle without the backing of heaven, then you have the backing of Satan. So then, please be careful. Don't say, oh, this person does a lot of things, a lot of miracles, so God is with him. Miracles is not always the be it all that shows that God is with someone. Yeah. The doctrine of the person plus the miracle is what shows that where he's coming from. Because if I say Jesus is Lord, then he backs it. But if I say Satan is powerful and he backs it, and you say, oh, it's Jesus who did it. No, it's not Jesus. Because I say Satan is powerful, more powerful than Jesus. Let's, let's assume that. Someone is saying that. I will, say, I will never say that. Because I have seen too much to say that. <laughs> All right. So if someone said that um, Satan is good. Satan is powerful. He can also heal you better than Jesus. And he does it. Now, and it manifests. It's Satan who is backing his word. you understand what I'm saying? But then whatever the devil does is for the head of humanity. So it will hurt you later. It may look okay now. So please, before you go around people who use all kinds of things and you can't find a trace, that's why I started by saying that the, everything that it must be traceable to the scriptures. If it doesn't have sound, say sound. If it doesn't have sound basis, okay, sound, rational, biblical basis. Because some people will say the Bible is saying, and it's just what they are saying, the Bible actually, that's not what the Bible is saying because they are taking a text out of context and making it a pretext. And so, it doesn't mean, because the fact that someone is quoting the scriptures doesn't mean they are quoting it right. That's one. And the fact that someone is doing miracles doesn't mean he's doing it in the name of Jesus. But the point we are trying to make here is that if you believe in Jesus, Jesus said, science, wonders, and miracles will so follow you. So now, I don't care whatever someone is doing, I expect that science, wonders, and miracles follow you and I. Shout yes. yes! That's all the point I'm making. Because I'm taking Jesus' word for real. So, first of all, for the works, for miracles to happen in a person's life, the person must be born again. You must be a Christian for miracles to happen through you. As you grow in the Lord, you you will find out that there is a heavy involvement of human responsibility in everything God does. There always is a heavy, some people want to do it half-heartedly and expect the full pay from God. It doesn't happen when you decide to take a stand for something in your life, something else will suffer yes. you didn't get it yes. something else will suffer some people are not willing to pay the price and yet they want what the others have based on the price they, now you don't want to study to, be, to have your PhD and you don't want to study at all but someone who has studied and has got his PhD you also want to you know, operate in that sensitive, no you can't that's how, life is full of responsibilities everything ay, everything in life is for sale everything in life you can get it as long as you are prepared to pay the price say price, price. there is price tag for good marriage is it true yes sir. So you can't be teaching your wife anyhow, your husband anyhow, or find anyone in the street and marry the person and expect guy to go rosy. No. There is price tag for every good marriage. There is price tag to get a good job and secure it for a long time. There is price tag to work miracles. There is a price tag to enjoy the goodness of God. Everything, even salvation, as much as it's free, you have to believe. Yes. So so, what from this doctrine? Anyway, whatever God will do, He will do. Ask, no, no, no. You have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And so, both are believers. Yeah. One yeah. believes. This one believes. One is working miracles. The other one is not miracles. It's not God's problem. It's the man, the, yeah. the one who is working the problem. Yeah. Yeah. God, God is fair to all. Yeah. Bible says that there is no respecter of persons with God. <laughs> In the same way, even church life. Pastoral work If you you want to Anything in life you want to be successful Or do it well You have to pay the price You have to pay Some of the the price is If you take a stand for something in life Something else will suffer If you take a stand for very strong family life It can affect something else Because when others are, Are at work Or doing extra hours You want to be home with your children so you may not have the money they will have for extra. So there are people in the city, they have a lot of money, but poor family life. Because they've taken a stand for one thing. So something else is suffering. In the same way, if you want to woo the work of God, you have to take the stand for the work of God. Some of us, to come to church regularly, even these times of prayer, or once in a week, is too much for you. And yet, we expect that God will do some wonderful things. No, you have, if you want full, full, full flow of God, then you have to go full out for God. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say? It? That's just the way it is. If you see someone earning very well, check. They paid a certain price. Not because his uncle his uncle gave him that. No, no, no. Everyone must be willing to pay the price in spite of the fact that we are all believers. The scripture we read, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, it says that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, so it takes the Holy Spirit. No human being can work a miracle. No human being can work a miracle. You can't. Does that make sense in the context which we, in which I'm talking I said, oh, tell someone I can work miracle. By inference, no, when I said it, by inference, I meant the Spirit of God can work through you. All right? You can allow yourself to, for miracles to work, but then it's fundamentally the work of the Holy Spirit. All right? So no, no human being can work miracle. It's, it, is, it requires a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Guess what? Luke chapter 4 verse 18. I want us all to read it out loud from the screen. my time. Let's do it very fast. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. We'll just, we, we'll just read the first part. Let's go the spirit of the Lord what is upon me what is upon me What me? what is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and that list goes on. So, it takes. The, it's, it's a function of the Holy Spirit. For you to do anything supernatural, it's a function of the Holy Spirit. And we have to learn how to work with the Holy Spirit. We have to learn how to bend our ears to the Holy Spirit. We have to learn how to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. We have to learn how to say, Holy Spirit, have your way in me. Until you learn how to do that, it be very difficult for the Holy Spirit to be working through you because he's telling you go right and you'll be going left. Say, Pastor David is God's servant. Pastor David is servant. Say it again. Pastor David is servant. So I'm not here for you. He's here for you and I'm here for him. So if I'm here for him and he's here for you, invariably I end up being used for you. But if you don't take care and if I don't take care, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm the, I'm the one you need. I'm not your man. He, he's, I'm his man. I'm his man. So there are times we'll be, we'll be praying and the Holy Spirit will speak. There's someone here. Come and let's pray for you. The Holy Spirit wants you to. You won't come. You are waiting. When we close there, you go and see the man of God. Can he pray for me? Now, you think he's your man. He's not your man. You yeah. think he's on his own. He's not on his own. He's operating under instructions and under authority. So guess what? He can pray for you and do everything. Shake and shake and shake. What? All you get is just shaking and no results. Yeah. I was telling them in the afternoon uh, on Thursday that, you see, there's one thing praying for someone. It's one thing praying for someone. It's another thing praying and results are showing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Anybody at all, so long as they are Christians, maybe they may not be fasting, they may not be praying any price. They say, come and let me pray for you. They can do it. But as for results, not anybody at all can produce results. I mean, how can you decide to go and heal a hole in heart? How can you do it? Will you call the person and put you, how would you do it? How would you do it? How would you tell the doctors when she comes, tell her she's, she's discharged from diabetes? How would you do that? It must be God. You know, so then when we pray, when we pay the price and work with him, and we learn how to obey him, when we take the step, he confirms his way with signs, wonders, following. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. God was working with them and confirming the way, and they went out preaching everywhere, and the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. So he does the confirmation. Hallelujah. Amen. And so if you if you for this is how you work, you're able, God is able to use you to do miracles. Lending your ears to the Holy Spirit. Some of us we want to do some things for God, but we have bitterness in our heart. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, let go. And you don't want to let go. You said this is the Holy Ghost, this one, that's for this one. I have to hold on to it. It's spoiling your chances because the Spirit of God can't flow through you. Alright. So it's very important. It is the Bible says that. In, in Acts chapter 5, verse 32, the Bible says that they went about to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and, and and we are witnesses to these things, and so also is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him. Alright. So the Holy Spirit is a witness to the things they are witnessing. Does that make sense? So you, you are not on your own. For God to use you to do miracles, you have to first of all acknowledge the fact that the Holy Spirit is working with me and working through me. And then learn how to work with the Holy Spirit. It makes life and ministry easier and smoother. Say amen. 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 And on the back of that, it moves you to the next point. The, the next point, consecration. Purity is a booster of anointing. Can I say that again? Purity is a booster of anointing. Let's all say that together. purity is a booster of anointing in Psalm 45 verse 6 and 7, it's a nice scripture to remember 45, 6, 7 isn't it nice it's like 4, 5, 6, 7 <laughs> oh that's how I remember some scriptures Psalm 45 verse 6 and 7 Your throne, O God forever and ever, a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom a scepter, of, a scepter is the ruling rod It's a ruling road of righteousness. So righteousness matters to God. Go to the next verse. Verse 7. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. So what you do, purity matters. Purity determines the kind of oil that oppresses on your life. Purity determines the kind of oil that operates on your life. You cannot live anyhow, do anything, eat anyhow, eat everything. Mm. Everywhere. And expect the anointing to flow seamlessly in your life. No. No. The things you do and you, have, you allow yourself to do will determine the, how the Spirit of God is oper- operating in your life. Because he's called the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 21. This is easy to remember. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 21. Bible says, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, talking about sin, cleaning yourself, he will be a vessel for honor, sancti- say sanctified. sanctified. Keep your garments clean. That's the one. Keep your garments clean. So that the Holy Spirit can freely operate around your life. Purity Is a very important part of how God can work through you. Because Hebrews chapter one, verse eight and nine: "Because you love righteousness, God has anointed you." So anointing reacts to righteousness or purity, cleanliness. Say amen. Amen. Then the next point quickly is four. Point number four is service for His glory. Say service service for His glory. So how will God use you? God. For God to use you to do miracles, you must be someone who does service for His glory. You are a servant of God. Listen, God only uses servants. What am I? A servant. I'm God's servant. What am I? God's servant. What am I? God's servant. And that's what I am. I am a servant of God. But I'm not somebody's master. Me, I'm I'm His servant. So I'm not someone's master to go and police, hey, what are you doing? What are you eating? Hey, this man of God, what did he do? And so okay, God, let's shut it down, his anointing. Oh, oh, what can I do? God uses servants. God said about David, Psalm 89 verse 20, it says that I have found my servant David and with my holy oil will I have anointed him. God anoints people who are servants. You must have a heart of service. I, 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 I want to work miracles so that when I lift up my hand, people will be falling. What, what kind of ambition is that? That's, that's clear demonstration of flesh. Because you want to, be, you want to point attention to you. you are, someone has, they brought, the delivery man has brought someone parcel to your house and you've taken it, you've opened it, you're using it. You're a thief. You're a thief because the glory belongs to God. Why are you trying to hijack it for people to think that you are some, some, Simon the sorcerer? You are a sorcerer. You are, you are not a servant of God. You are someone saying, and so watch this. You, a service, any service you do now, you want to work miracles, but the little thing you have been given to do in church, you are doing it with attitude, attitude, attitude. And now you want to, no, prove to God that this thing you are so humble, you are serving Him, you are doing His work. So it doesn't matter who claps for you, who doesn't clap for you, you don't mind. You know that, Lord, I'm here to serve you. Bend me. I was, when you come to that level, he knows that when he uses you, you are a true servant for his glory. Amen. So, yes. Let me show you. In Acts chapter 6, verse, verse, verse 4, I think, yeah, verse 4 and verse 5. They chose some apostles and uh, some people. The apostles mm-hmm. said, We need time to be able to preach. So choose some people to serve the table. Say, serve the table to accept the table so that the, the apostles didn't want to be bogged down with basic things which others could do so it says that in acts chapter 6 verse 5 and verse 4 bible said these things please the whole congregation all right go to verse 5 quickly it pleases all and this same pleased the whole multitude and they chose what Stifle. watch this Stifle, a man full of what faith and the holy spirit what, why did they choose him? They were choosing him to serve tables. Go to verse 2. There's something I want to show you. Then the, the twelve Surrounder said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Because we are post, We need to focus on the Bible and pray. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he said, therefore, choose some people amongst you. Verse 4. He said, therefore, choose and, so that we will give them, delegate this table work to them. So that we can give ourselves, verse 4. We can give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of God's word. Right, so there are some people who must do the ashing, who must do the counting, who must do the, the uh, instrumentation, drumming, the sound, so that I can focus, and the pastors, the ministers can focus, study the word, and minister the word and prayer. Whilst others we are all doing is the same reward that comes to us based on how well we do it. Some people come and say, "I don't even know what I'm doing." That be, that's because there's a problem with your heart. You if you have a heart, if you go to a house, I've been I've visited several homes. At my auntie's house, you go there, finish eating, you want to go to the kitchen. Oh, you see them you, where is the vacuum cleaner? I want to do it. Uh, something spills, you want to clean it. You don't wait to be told okay, Wait, when the milk spills, then you clean it, and then you'll be waiting. Milk milk is spilled, has not spilled, but rice has just been spread by the children. But that no, one I not my I'm waiting for milk. Me. That means that there's a problem with yourself, the heart of your service. So if you have a heart to serve, you will always find something to do. You will always find something to do, you will always find something to do. If you have a heart to serve, God uses servants. Let's all say that together. God uses one more time. So, when the apostles said, Choose seven men amongst you who will appoint to this table, guess the first person they chose? They chose Stephen. Say, Stephen, why they choose him because they know that this man can do the job. And so, the Bible says that they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Did you see that the Holy Spirit? The man then they mentioned Philip, uh Procros, Timon, uh, and other guys. But Stephen, they said, man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Now look at verse 8. Verse 8. Watch this. Let's all read it together. Let's go. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Did you see that? When they were looking for servants, they chose Stephen. Because he had the heart of serving. No wonder uh, two verses later, see what God was doing through his life. Because the guy was a servant. He had a heart to serve. So God was doing great things through his life. Some people don't want to serve. They want a microphone to stand here and preach. And preaching Because they want to be seen. They want to be seen. No, they, they, they are not in to serve. When we say we are going for outreach. You won't go. Heart of a servant. And then finally. Faith. Stephen was a man full of faith. You can't work miracles without faith in your heart. You must be a man and a woman of faith for God to do miracles through you. Shout a yes. Yes. Faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. So we want God used you for miracles. James chapter 5 verse 13. It says that Is anyone among you suffering? That means people can suffer in church. Is anyone (laughs) 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 amongst you? All right. Is anyone amongst you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing some. Verse fourteen, quickly, please. Is anyone amongst you sick? Let him call for the elders of the. Now the word elders, okay, presbyteros is the Greek word presbyteros, which means the same as pastor. Uh, the same as the bishop, episcopus, poimen they are all the same interchangeable way. So let them call the leaders of the church or pastor of the church. Okay, leaders of the church, whatever. And let them, let them, the second, the them is talking about the elders. Let, let the elders pray over him. The one who is sick. Watch this very carefully. I'm taking you somewhere. Pray over the sick person. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Go to the next verse. What, she, what, what did he say should call the elders? On what condition do you call when you are sick? Yes, to do what? To pray. Did he say to come and feed you? No. Did he say to come and take you to hospital? No. To come and give you money? No. no. Or come and sit in your house and then chat with you about church matters? No. He said, let them come so he can come. If the prayer is five minutes, he enters your house straight, can we pray? Please. Shaga, bagara sheda, I'm finished. I'm gone. I'm a servant, I didn't come to come and eat watch this quickly, let them pray and watch this, and the prayer of faith see, the healing, healing took place over there, he said what brings healing prayer of faith prayed by the one who has been sent to come and pray previously I taught the prayer of faith of the sick person, but when you studied the text he said, let them come and pray And it's a prayer of faith. faith. So the one who is coming to pray must pray in faith for the miracle to take place. There's no way God can use you for for miracles if you don't. You are not in faith. Don't be afraid. Someone tells you they are sick because you are part of us. Just feel free. As long as you are born again, feel free and say that. Ah, I know. The Bible says we can pray for you. Pastor has taught me. Let's pray. Let's pray let's pray if people around you keep going to hospital and keep being rushed to hospital and regularly and some of them are dying it's your fault John G. Lake that's what moved him into healing ministry he saw too many people around him dying and it, it, it propels something in him that if Jesus is a healer this thing must take place I see God anointing you to heal the sick. I see the anointing of healing coming upon you, anointing to work signs, wonders, and miracles coming on you. I see it dropping on you in the name of Jesus Christ. Shout a living amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.